Welcome back to Rewitched, a charmed 1998 rewatch podcast. Join us on our journey as we recap, examine, and critique the series episode by episode from the beginning. We'll be keeping our podcast spoiler free, so we welcome fans, new and old, to join us in watching and reflecting on one of our favorite shows. Currently, we're on season four. I'm your host, Jess Sabanko. And I'm your host, Mia Sabanko. Now let's get into this week's episode. This week, we're discussing Season 4, Episode 2, Charmed Again, Part 2. It originally aired on October 4th, 2001, and had 5.97 million viewers. So here we are, the continuation. I know, I hope you guys weren't too sad about having to wait a week for this. (laughs) So we get our little previously on Charmed. I'm not going to go through everything they showed, mostly because I didn't write it down, but they show us a little bit of Cortez. They show us a little bit of Paige. They vanquish Shax. The source is still around. I think that's what you need to know. Yep. And they're reconstituted officially. Yes, they are the charmed ones again. So we open in the underworld and we see the Oracle with a crystal ball laying there because she just has to be laying in a sexual pose every time we see her. And the source teleports in and is mad that the witch is alive because she said her future would be short-lived. And the oracle says, seeing into the future is not always exact, especially when magical forces are at play. He says, the power of three is strong. She'll be almost untouchable now that she's united with her new sisters. She says, once the bond is formed, perhaps, but it has yet to, which means she's vulnerable easily swayed 48 little hours the window of opportunity agreed to eons ago by both sides to protect free will the great flaw in the grand design he says she hasn't chosen the other side yet she says she's young confused you must seduce her into using her powers for evil then she will become evil and that's even better than killing her which of course you could still do And he grabs her neck and says, you need to see the future more clearly, Oracle, for your own future. And then he teleports out. So here we go. Now we know what our whole um, plot line is basically going to be about for this episode. Never heard of this 48 hours thing, but I guess it works for plot's sake. (laughs) It is such a fucking plot sake because like, first of all, and it really doesn't make sense to me because first of all, Why didn't anyone try to turn the sisters evil then when they first got their powers? Exactly. And didn't Paige already use her powers for good when she vanquished Shax? Yeah. So make it make sense. So yeah, this whole plot line makes no sense to me, but this is what the episode's going to be about. Yeah, now we know. I mean, it still forms into a really good episode, but it is definitely a plot's sake kind of thing. A hundred percent. Like- and usually it's like a little element of plot sake here and there, but like the entire episode is just is for the based sake around of this, this thing they wanted to do that doesn't make sense. Oh, trust me, I know. I agree. <laughs> I also will comment, again, we have a man being violent towards a woman when there's a weird sexual tension between them the rest of the scene. Yeah, it's a very interesting uh, dynamic between these two. These writers, like, move on from the choking. Maybe it's your kink. 
but you're not using it in a sexy way. I don't like it. <laughs> not a fan. So then we move to the hospital and we see Shane is sleeping and then wakes up and then the light flickers on and off and all of a sudden the source appears and just possesses him. And then he goes over by the door just as Paige is walking up and she walks in super upset and Paige is like, oh my God, the most horrible thing just happened to me. I can't explain. And he puts his hand on her cheek and says, Shh, it's okay, honey, I'm here now. And they hug, and his eyes turn black when she can't see them, like, behind his back. Dun, dun, dun. I actually really like this scene. I think it works pretty well. I like that the source is possessing her little boyfriend. I think that's Mm -hmm. a smart plan, so good on him. Yeah. And I like the way she's kind of, like, going to him for comfort, but not willing to talk to him about what happened, because something instinctive in her is telling her to keep the secret, even though- she hasn't fully understood what her destiny is yet. Absolutely. And it works so well for me. I I totally like, I like this scene a lot as well. And it's really interesting to me to see like the source. I mean, obviously, although it's a different actor, but like to know that it's the source and see this side of him, like trying to act like a normal person is like really funny to me. And I will say this actor who plays Shane does do a good job of differentiating between the Shane we saw last episode and the source we see in this episode. So I will give him props for that. Yeah. Definitely. So then we go to the theme. And after that, we're at the manor in the kitchen in the morning. Piper's getting an ice pack from the fridge and Leo's at the table. She brings it to him and says that he should start healing himself. And he says he was knocked out. And Phoebe walks over and asks how he can even get knocked out if he's technically dead. And Leo says what we've all been thinking, three years together and now you're asking these questions. (laughs) I love it. And Piper says, I guess the more appropriate question is, how does a white lighter get somebody knocked up? And Phoebe laughs and Leo's like, what's that supposed to mean? And Piper's like, what do you think it means? And he's like, if this is about Paige, I swear the elders had no idea that she even existed or that she was your sister. And Piper says she can't believe that their mom kept that secret from them. And Phoebe says it sounded like she didn't have much of a choice. Piper says, we're her daughters. Then the bell rings and Piper says, that better not be another long lost relative. And she goes to get it and Phoebe and Leo follow. I like this little starting out scene that we're getting between uh, the sisters and Leo. Like, it works well for me, picking up pretty much where we left off about him getting knocked out. And, of course, Piper still being conflicted about this whole thing. Yes. Page. Also, did Piper not think that her and Leo could have kids? That's what I'm saying. Like, you knew they went to the future and saw that Piper, or that they had kids together. Literally. Like, what do you mean? How does someone get no- somebody knocked up? Like, uh, the normal way, Piper. <laughs> yeah. Do we need to explain it to you? Like, you just, as long as you concentrate, that's really all it takes. <laughs> Concentration follows us to season four. Yep. It will never end. <laughs> never. I also totally agree with Piper's point that, like, their mom could have told them, like, even if yeah. she wasn't, didn't want the elders and stuff to know, like, but she's like, we're her daughters, like, totally on Piper's side. Like, they should not have kept this secret from them. I totally get it. I mean, maybe once they got 
older, yes. But I get it when they were kids that they didn't because they wouldn't have been able to understand that or understand like what the forbidden rule is because they didn't even know that they were magical, you know? Yeah. So that part I understand, but I do support Piper and like once we got older, why wouldn't you tell us like that we have another sister? Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. And we know why they didn't. Yeah. Plot's sake. Yeah. <laughs> she also didn't exist until literally last episode like in the writer's minds (laughs) yeah exactly it's because you know there was no page in this universe before but like yeah I get why they're upset I like Piper's little joke here I like like I like the comedy of this scene I think it's really effective and I think it's playing to the strengths of the writers and the actors here so I like absolutely All right, so then we are in the parlor and Daryl walks in and asks where Cortez is and says that he's missing and that police inspectors are not supposed to be missing. Where is he? And they tell him about Timbuktu and how Cole went to go get him and then Cole shimmers in and Phoebe goes over to him, but he tells her to wait and pulls up an energy ball and then a bounty hunter appears and throws a lightning bolt and Cole throws the energy ball and jumps out of the way and then the bounty hunter gets vanquished. And Daryl's like, where is the inspector? And Cole says, don't worry, I found him. Moved him to a place where he can't tell a soul what he saw. Literally. (laughs) And he laughs. Then Leo's like, what do you mean? Where'd you put him? And Cole, like, looks down. And Phoebe's like, in the basement? And Piper's like, I think he means a little bit further down than that. She's like, oh. And Leo's like, Cole, he's a cop. He's one of the good guys. And Cole says he's also the one that can expose them as witches. I'd think that you above anybody would want to avoid that at all costs. And Leo says, not at that cost. We have to save him. Then Cole looks confused and Daryl's like, what do you mean save him? What's going on? Then Phoebe grabs his hand and leads him out, telling him that they'll take care of this whole mess and he doesn't need to worry. And then she walks back over as Piper is telling Leo to talk to Cortez and reason with him. Then Cole says, and what if you can't? What if you two get exposed? What's to say the same thing won't happen to you that happened to Prue? Then Piper looks down and Phoebe says, well, it's a risk we'll have to take. Then Cole tells them that there's another risk they need to worry about. Then he says, on the way back, I heard gargoyles. He thinks the source has surfaced and says that he could be anywhere or anyone. And then Leo's like, he probably came for Paige, but she doesn't stand a chance against him. She doesn't even know what her power is yet. And Phoebe says, Leo, we... We don't stand a chance against him, not without Prue. And Leo says, but you might with Paige, the new power of three. Then Piper asks if he can sense her, and he says he doesn't think so. She's too new. Um, When has that ever been a thing before? <laughs> and Piper says that they'll start at the church that their mom left her at. And she says that their mom and Prue would both want them to do something about this. So, like you said, it makes no fucking sense that Leo can't sense Paige. Like last episode, it was like, oh, she's not technically a witch yet. Oh, she's too new. Like, yeah, that has never happened before. Plot sake to the max. <laughs> like, how do you find your new charges then? Yeah. Be for real. I guess they kind of did it to set up the idea that the girls are going to go on the hunt for Paige while the boys, I assume, are going to get Cortez. Yeah. They just wanted to get them to the church, honestly. So Yeah. But I do like Um, the, you know, Daryl, Cole, Leo back and forth here with like, where's Cortez? All that was really funny. Phoebe's little in the basement. Like, yeah, I know. (laughs) She's adorable. Yeah, but this whole scene definitely works for me. I don't have too much to say. I feel like, again, it's just setting us up for what's going to happen and then giving us some 
in between connections between the group um exactly and i do like the way that again prue's presence is felt here like mom and prue would both want us to do something right absolutely and now they are aware that the source has surfaced so he's probably going to be after Paige, and they don't know exactly how that's going to go yeah and i like the way they incorporate like gargoyles and we'll see that later in the episode too yeah i think that's really cool me too i didn't even know what they were at first until like this episode like this is what taught me what those things were called um um i learned what they were from the hunchback of Notre Dame. (laughs) oh my god yes but i didn't know that's what they were called because maybe i was too little to pay attention to it but (laughs) that's really funny so then we go to Paige's apartment and Shane is looking at Paige's bird whose name is Oscar and he's like freaking out and Shane's like maybe he doesn't like me and she's like don't be ridiculous he's always liked you haven't you guys been going out for a month how long is always (laughs) and she goes over to look in the closet and he asks if she's gonna tell him what happened last night and she's like no it's nothing he's like seems like something to me you were pretty scared She says, let's just say that when I wanted to find out who I was, I didn't want to find out I was a freak. Look, can we just talk about this later? And he says, of course, and thanks her for taking care of him. And when he leans in to kiss her, Oscar starts freaking out again. And she says that she should get to work and that she's already in trouble with her boss. So as she walks away, he like holds up his hand to like read something from her and says, well, I know how badly you want to be there for that placement hearing. And she looks confused and says, how did you know about that? He says, well, you told me, remember? Little boy, abusive dad. You said nothing gets under your skin more than that. She says, right. Okay. Make yourself at home. Stop by for lunch if you feel up to it. And he says, count on it. And she smiles and leaves. And then he goes over to Oscar and burns him alive. And then teleports out. Like, damn, Paige is going to come home and be like, what the hell happened to my bird? (laughs) Literally. He just killed her pet. Like, what the Uh, fuck? Didn't even think twice about it. (laughs) But I do like this moment between uh, Shane and Paige. Obviously, her not knowing what's really happening and Shane just, like, kind of playing it off really well. Trying to... I assume the kiss is, like some sort of spell that he's trying to do on her which we also find out a little bit later it's not much of a spoiler that like that isn't allowed so a little confused as to how he's getting away with that if he does see i didn't even know that it was supposed to be a spell i thought he was just like trying to make out with her because she's hot yeah no i i didn't like at first it didn't occur to me too much but the way they kind of focused on it and then like once she has that kiss with him later what happens like kind of shows like okay it must have been something like that you know yeah no that makes total sense it just i it didn't even click for me so thank you for pointing that out (laughs) and then i guess it makes even more sense why like oscar was so upset about it because he like senses shane's evil right right of course yeah r.i.p to oscar I know. You were a good dude. Seemed like a good bird. Just trying to protect Paige from the source. I know. And then, of course, her still keeping that secret, but, like, kind of being upset and trying to move on or deal with, like, what it was, what this situation is that happened to her, you know? Yeah. 
I also will say, obviously, we're going to learn a lot about Paige's career in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested in the type of job she has that she was in the business of helping people through social services. I think that's really something interesting about her character that I think will connect to her destiny as a charmed one. So, yeah, it definitely will. And it kind of, um, it also like once we find out more about her upbringing, like it makes sense with that too. So, I really like the way they've played that, you know? Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, now we move on to this like underworld volcano place and Cortez is standing on a ledge freaking out and calling for help and then Leo and Cole appear and he's like you you stay away from me and Leo's like we're here to save you and he's like you're the one who put me here and Cole's like no no actually that was just me hoping you'd change your mind about the girls have you and he says killing me is the only way to keep me from trying to stop you. And Leo says, we're not going to kill you, Inspector, but what you don't understand is that by exposing the girls, you're not stopping evil, you're helping it. And he says, yeah, right. And Cole whispers, you do understand that if we take him back, it's over. I'll lose Phoebe and you'll lose Piper. And Leo walks closer and tells Cortez to take his hand, and he says no. And Leo's like, where else can I take you that's worse than this? So he takes his hand and they orb out, and then Cole sighs and like shimmers out after them. I love Cole in this scene. Like, I love no, when he gets his so little good. sarcastic moments and just, like, don't give a shit, you know? I love it. My favorite line of his in this episode is, like, I was hoping you'd change your mind about the girls. Have you? Have you? <laughs> After he put them there, it was so good. <laughs> he just nailed it. And Cortez, I feel like, is playing the anger and the fear so well here. Like, he, he's he's doing a pretty good job with the acting. Yeah, no, I commend his actor a lot. He makes this character who's kind of annoying really interesting to watch. So I yeah. like having him here. Absolutely. As our little B-plot going on. Exactly. But I do like the way that Cole expresses his fears and the way that that manifests in Cole not really being a good guy, which is something we right. talked about last season as well. But like, even though he's trying to do the right thing, like, those evil tendencies are going to keep popping up. Like he doesn't have that whole, we have to protect the innocent at any cost thing that Leo and the sisters have. Right. And I kind of like that they continue that for him. Um, That like, even though he is slowly working on it, they don't have him just like immediately all good all the time. Like, cause it wouldn't make sense, you know? Mm-hmm. So seeing him do this like hot and cold thing, it, it works really well for the dynamic of the show, you know? So then we're at the social services office and Paige is on the phone talking to her uncle, just making a personal call at work. And on the other side of the office, we see this man arrive who says Jake and Carol Grisanti for Mr. Cowan. And she apologizes for getting distracted, but looks super angry at the man as he walks over to the bathroom. In the bathroom, Jake is washing his face in the sink. And the lights flicker out and he looks up in the mirror and we see Shane standing behind him. And he turns around and he's kind of like, what do you want? And the source comes out of Shane and goes into him and he looks in the mirror and his eyes turn black. Back out in the main part of the office, Paige asks her uncle if they still go to the church her mom and dad used to go to and asks if Sister Agnes, the nun who found her, is still there and says that she wants to go talk to her. Then she notices that the Grisantis are talking to her boss and says that she has to go. She walks over and Mr. Cowan says, Paige, look, I've got this. 
She says, look, you can't let that little boy go home with that jerk. She's, he's like, Paige, number one, you don't know for a fact that he's abusing the boy. And number two, this is none of your business. You're an assistant, not a social worker. She says, that's because you're too cheap to make me one. And he closes the door and Paige and Jake make eye contact through the office window. And he kind of like raises an eyebrow at her and then Cowan closes the blinds. I love like the energy between her and her boss. Like it totally reminds me of me with my old boss, Don at Tony D's. Like where like you can just say whatever you want to him and it's like whatever. <laughs> That's totally the vibe that I get with Paige and Mr. Cowan where she's just like, she's like, you're too cheap to make me one. Like, I love it. <laughs> but also on that comment, I just want to say that like, so to be a social worker, you have to have a master's degree. Are we implying that Paige has a master's degree? And if so, why is she working as an assistant? And it's just a little confusing to me. Yeah, maybe it's one of those you have to work your way up kind of things. I don't know. Maybe. Hot's sake again. <laughs> what else can we say? But I do like this whole scene. I like the way the source is playing on, you know, what what makes Paige really angry and using that guy to her advantage, his advantage. I also like the way that the show is setting up the source as possessing a villain. Obviously, we'll find out more about Jake later in the episode and we can mm -hmm. talk when we get there. But I do like that kind of dynamic and that it kind of introduces him in that scene with Shane as kind of like rude and then he gets possessed and then like that little interaction between him and Paige where he's kind of like, mm, you're not going to get me. Right. Just knows what buttons to push. Exactly. So now at the manor in the upstairs hallway, Piper is telling Phoebe that she found the church and she notices that Phoebe is in Prue's room and goes into there and Phoebe is standing there looking out the window and Piper puts down what she's holding and walks a little closer and says what are you doing in here Phoebe's holding a jacket and like tearing up and she says you remember the time I borrowed this from Prue without asking her and Piper says which time and Phoebe's like when my boyfriend's cat peed on it she got so mad I thought she was gonna have a stroke but the funny thing was she got mad at you because she thought you were the one that borrowed it and you never told her the truth she never knew it was really me and she sits on the chair and starts like crying really hard and piper sits next to her and hugs her and phoebe's like i miss her so much piper's like i know me too i was wondering when you were gonna let go and she says i was just trying to stay strong you know keep it together for you and then i put all my energy into trying to save paige because i figured only one of us could break down at a time otherwise we'd both be useless and then she sits up and she's like i'm scared piper i am really really scared she always took the lead she was she was our big sister how are we supposed to go on without her how are we supposed to go up against the source without her and piper says i don't know but I do know we can't let the bastard get Paige either. No matter what we think or feel, she is our sister, and sisters protect each other. Oh my god. Another scene that just absolutely makes me cry. I love that they finally gave us a moment of, like, Alyssa Milano breaking down over Prue. And, like, it works so well for me over just, like, the sweater. Because it really is the little things that hit you the hardest, you know, in moments yes. like that. And it was just so perfect for me. Yes. Also, I'm just going to assume the writers have never had a cat because we all know that if your cat pees on something, you throw that out because yeah, that smell that's is never gone. coming out 
never ever gonna get rid of that cat piss smell no but like you said this is a really effective scene I like seeing Phoebe finally having her breakdown Piper comforting her and them really connecting here and talking about the fact that of course no matter what they might be thinking or feeling like Paige is their sister too and they have to stick with her as family right and Piper being the one to say that is like beautiful because we all know Piper was the one a little more hesitant about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Aside from that, I feel like it was like, you know, we know that they found the church, so they're going to be going there. But I feel like this was just an effective scene that definitely needed to happen and be put in there at some point, you know? Absolutely. Yes. So then we go back to the social services office and Paige is pacing by the office door Cowan walks out and she asks what's happening. He says, nothing's been decided yet. We're going to meet again tomorrow. And she doesn't think that he should go home to the kid, but Cowan says that he was persuasive in the meeting. Paige says, what about the police report? What about the counselor's recommendations? He says, look, Paige, I know how you feel about these cases, but we can't make a decision based on what you think. We have to make it based on fact. And right now we don't have enough yet. I'm sorry. And he walks off and Jake and Carol walk out and he sees Paige and she looks super pissed. He's like, you got a problem, lady? She says, yeah, I do. I got a problem with people who hit their kids. And his wife starts saying that they should go, but he's kind of like, listen, I can do whatever the hell I want. And there's nothing you can do to stop me. And he smiles and walks off and Paige goes over to her desk angrily and grabs her purse And Cowan asks where she's going, and she says, church. (laughs) I love this here, because he probably wouldn't have um, done this, if it or, like, acted like that, if it wasn't for the fact that the source was possessing him. But he's doing so well at pushing Paige's buttons, like, just knowing exactly how to hit her where it hurts. Yes. And I will say, like, Paige's job I have a lot of respect for her because like it takes a very strong personality to handle a job like this where you're working with like abused kids in situations like this where you have to make decisions about whether or not they could stay with their family and obviously for Paige it's really important to protect the child and put them first but you can't always because of the way the system works do what you need to do Mm -hmm. um to get them safe so it's just must be really difficult and then seeing this guy being such a dick right which obviously is because it's the source playing with her emotions but she doesn't know that right like this is it's it's working really well and I can see how he's slowly being able to manipulate her into maybe doing something evil with her magic if she doesn't know any consequences or costs you know yeah and then of course the whole thing with Cal where she's like church she just dips off I love it I know I love her energy work and you're like I gotta go to church bye yeah I I wish imagine just being able to storm off like that at work not very realistic but very entertaining (laughs) we all wish we could do that this is the second day in a row where Paige is just leaving with no like (laughs) yeah no wonder she's not getting promoted (laughs) literally you're like it's because it's you're too cheap to make me one yeah because you don't show up to work babe yeah (laughs) make your own hours literally so then we 
go back to the bathroom and Jake walks in and, and there's an old man by Shane's unconscious body and he's like, can you give me a hand? I think he must have slipped. And then uh, Jake's eyes turn black and he just kills the old man up in flames. Very sad. Rest in peace. And then he exits Jake's body and goes back into Shane's and rises up. The rise up effect is so cool. I it really it. is. The way he just comes up all straight, like right into the camera. I love it really well done i love that special effect but also like poor old man he's just trying to help this guy he's like he must have slipped and the source is like bye yeah very sad <laughs> not really a necessary scene but but i like having it in there me too it, it still worked for me <laughs> so we're outside the church and Paige walks up and enters and we see that there are like gar- gargoyles on the outside inside Paige walks to the back where a nun is And she asks if she's Sister Agnes, and the sister says yes, and who might you be? She says, I'm Paige, Paige Matthews. You might not remember me. I probably changed a little bit since you last saw me on August 2nd, 1977. Does that ring any bells? And she stares at her for a moment, and she says, oh dear lord, and Paige smiles at her. Oh my god, I love that. Sister Agnes is adorable. (laughs) Yeah, and so is Paige. Also, we get an answer about her age here, right? So that makes her 24. Yeah, 24 at this time, yeah. Mm -hmm. Two days away from my birthday. It's funny because, like, whenever they say that, I always remember that Paige has the same birthday as my mom. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, and my mom was born August 2nd, 1976, so they're one year apart. That's wild. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. All right, so now we move into this office and Sister Agnes pulls a box out of a trunk and says, I was just about your age when they came. They came in a swirl of bright white lights, just like angels, with you in their arms. I was stunned. I didn't know what to think. They said that you were in great danger and that they had no other choice but to give you up, to protect you. And Paige says, danger? What kind of danger? And she's like, they didn't say, but I could tell from their pain that it must have been very real. They asked me to find you a good home, a safe home, and to keep their secret until you came looking. And she's like, but how could they know? Sister Agnes says, because you come from them, my dear. As wonderful and precious as your adoptive parents were to you, you still come from angels. And she pulls a blanket out of the box and said, they asked me to save this for you, for this day. It's what they bundled you up in. Then Paige looks at it and sees that it has a P on it, and she says, your mother had only one request, that your name begin with a P. And then there is a knock at the door, and Piper and Phoebe walk in, and Piper freezes Sister Agnes, and they tell Paige that they need to get her out of here. And Paige is like, what did you do to her? And Phoebe's like, oh, she just froze her. She'll be fine. And Piper's like, yeah, lucky I didn't blow her up. My powers have been a little off lately. And then Phoebe notices the blanket and points it out to Piper and says, is that our blanket? And Paige pulls it away from them and says, no, that's mine. Leave me alone. And she walks out and they follow her, but she just keeps going. So I really love this little scene. I think the moment between Sister Agnes and Paige is really, really cute. Mm -hmm. And it gives us the exposition in a really nice, authentic type of way. So it works for me. Uh Uh-huh. Because obviously, you know, Phoebe and Piper got all of this information from Patty last episode, but Paige needed to find it out. I also really like 
Because, you know, I was wondering, I was like, how did Paige's name just happen to start with a P? And it's because that was Patty's one request, which is really cute. Yeah. I think this whole little background of how she came and, like, was an angel, you know, angels brought her, like, it was such a beautiful little moment. And, like, I love this whole background with Sister Agnes and how happy she was to see Paige and, like, how she was the one that pretty much saved her, you know, and brought her to where she needed to be in life yeah it's really cute though I will just say the one thing with the p name what if her adoptive parents had named her the same thing as one of her sisters because it just was like oh it needs to start with the p but like they didn't know what her sister's names already were right it could have been phoebe like they didn't tell yeah. them to narrow it down it can't be one of these three <laughs> any p name except proof i for phoebe yeah that'll do or even patty or penny yeah I can't believe they found, like, they came up with so many. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, we have Phoebe and Piper coming in. And I like Piper's little jokes about, like, almost blowing up the nun. And Paige is going to be like, what the fuck? Like, you are not comforting Paige here, Piper. <laughs> yeah, you're not making this any easier for her. <laughs> and also the way she reacts when Phoebe's like, is that our blanket? And she's like, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, like, no, that was mine. You can't have it. I love that. Which makes total sense, because at this point, it's her one connection to their mom, right? Which, obviously, Phoebe and Piper have already had, but Paige has never had before. But also, how did they know that it was their blanket? Like, unless maybe they made multiple. But, like, how would they know unless, like, if they, they were They probably have little... seen it in, like, photos. Oh, probably. You know what I mean? Of, like, them as babies, and they're like, wait, isn't this our baby blanket? Yeah, that can make sense. Because, yeah, if, like, it was in the church the whole time, they wouldn't have seen it at a time they could have remembered. Exactly. And it's not like it's Prue who, like, was already, like, old enough to remember when Phoebe was born. Right. So then we go back to the main area of the church where Piper says, stop or I'll freeze. And Phoebe's like, she's a witch, you can't freeze her. And Piper's like, she doesn't know that. And Paige stops and says, will you please just leave me alone? Phoebe says, look, we know what you're going through. We went through the same thing when we first found out we were witches too. Piper says, you just got to trust us. Somebody very, very bad is after you. And she says, trust you? You just froze a nun. How do I know you're not the bad ones? And Piper says, well, if we are, then you are, sister. And Phoebe says, Piper. And Paige starts walking off again. And she's like, what? Fine, you try. And Phoebe says, you have a magical power, you know. And Paige stops, and Phoebe says, at least if you're really a charmed one, you do. And the sooner you learn it, the sooner you'll be able to protect yourself. She says, I have a power. Piper says, according to the prophecy, the third sister has the power to move things with her mind, like Prue could. She says, how does it work? And Phoebe tells her to concentrate <laughs> <laughs> on the candle and wave her arm, but it doesn't work. And they tell her to try squinting her eyes, which also doesn't work. And Paige says, well, maybe I'm not one of you after all. I can't even make that candle. And it orbs into her hand. And Phoebe says, so perhaps the white lighter in her makes it work differently. And she blows it out. And Piper says, half breed. Yikes. <laughs> and Paige just looks shocked. I love the way this whole scene went and like, Piper not knowing how to handle it and just kind of being bitchy. Phoebe trying so hard and Paige just trying to leave. And then like the way that she made her power work was wonderful. 
I like that they changed it so it's not exactly the same thing as Pearl, you know? Yeah, I did too. Like, I really like the way Paige's power works. The kind of, like, calling for it to move it is really interesting to me. And the way it orbs like she does, it's really cute. Mm-hmm. Though the whole, the prophecy says that the third sister has the power to move things with her mind, then shouldn't Phoebe have had that power? Well, I guess they mean, like, the other one. What, the one that said one charmed one will die and a new one will come back? What prophecy are we talking about here? No, I I mean, they're talking about, like, they don't mean the third sister, like, the third born. They meant, like, the other sister has the power. Oh! do you know the 90,000 times I've watched Charmed like I've always thought this and now like yeah you're right because there's three powers okay I get it I get it yeah they just like whatever the third sister whoever the third sister is that's who it is you know yeah that that makes total sense okay now it adds up for me (laughs) all these years I've been so confused about that line and now (laughs) finally you explain it to me (laughs) it happens See, this is why we analyze. Exactly. For 22 years, I've been confused, and now I finally understand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, that's crazy. Aside from that, like I said, I really just like the whole, like, energy in this scene. The rush and Paige's reaction to finding out what her power is. It's, like, works really well for me. Yeah, and I like that the thought of having, like, her own power is kind of what made her freeze and be like, okay, I'll stop and find out more real quick. Yeah, she's like, all right, cute. I'll bite. <laughs> that would be me. Are you kidding me? I'd yeah. be like, wait, a power? <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah. Way to suck you in. Then right outside the church, we see Shane is walking down the road and saying, she better be here, Oracle. I'm running out of time. And then we hear the Oracle's voice say, she is. Don't worry. And as he walks closer to the steps, the gargoyles start roaring and he yells no and like drops to the floor because they're keeping him out of the church. I absolutely love the incorporation of the gargoyles. Like, that's amazing. And it also, it brings me back to that season one episode where they say that evil can't enter the church and like Piper is afraid to enter the church. And now Mm -hmm. like the source is being kept out. Though we did also have an episode in season one where we saw demons in a church. So we've not seen the most demons, consistent. We've seen demons in a church multiple times. Oh yeah, we've seen Cole in church too, I'm pretty sure. We've seen a couple demons in the church, so it's definitely not quite adding up. But maybe like I just kind of always chopped it up to like maybe it's because he's like the worst of it. Like he's like basically the Satan, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe that's got some more reason. (laughs) Yeah, but I I mean, for the sake of the episode, I do like it. I think it's cute, and I mean, it works. Right. So, then back inside the church, they hear noises, and Paige is like, what's that? And the doors open, which, how does she think this happened? And Shane calls for Paige and she runs to him and asks what happened, helping him up. He's like, I don't know. Something's after me. And Phoebe and Piper both run over and tell her to come back. But her and Shane start leaving and he turns back and his eyes glow black. And Piper and Phoebe go flying back across the floor screaming. And like, did Paige just not hear this happen? Makes no sense. And Piper's like, what the hell was that? And Sister Agnes is like, good question. 
And they turn to her and she stands there with her arms crossed looking at him and Phoebe and Piper look at each other. <laughs> I love that moment with Sister Agnes. She's so cute. I can't. It's adorable. But um, with the whole Shane side of it, I'm not exactly sure how Paige fell for this. Like that was very clearly, um, I mean, I guess I get it in the sense that she trusts Shane and like just didn't occur to her that something that he could possibly be a bad guy or whatever but definitely didn't make too much sense there yeah but like the door is magically open so that's suspicious thing number one right suspicious thing number two how did he know where she was sketchy and then how did she not hear phoebe and piper screaming as they got thrown back into the church yeah it does not quite add up so i don't really know what they were going for with that but um all right Paige <laughs> she's just like she's in her own world I guess apparently she's probably just overwhelmed with everything going on I'll all give right. her that we'll chalk it up to that <laughs> <laughs> okay so now we are at the police station and it's nighttime and Cole and Leo are there with Cortez and Cole is saying how they didn't have to bring him back and Daryl walks over and asks where he's been And he's on the phone and says that he needs a surveillance team around the clock and he'll take one shift. And Cole says, you're making a big mistake, Inspector. You have no idea what you're doing. Then Leo hears his white lighter jingle and tells them that Piper's calling. And Cole says to Cortez, just so you know, whatever pain you put Phoebe through because of what you're doing will be nothing compared to the pain I put you through. Do you understand? And he picks up the phone or he picks the phone back up and continues to give them the address to the manor and says that Phoebe and Piper are murder suspects. Then Leo tells Cole that they need to go, and they walk off. Then Cortez hangs up, and Daryl grabs his arm, and Cortez says, let go of me. You make me sick. How long have you been covering for them? How many murders have you let go just to protect them? You're a disgrace to that shield, my friend. Then Daryl grabs his shoulder and pushes him against the wall and says, this isn't the first time I've risked my career for those girls, my life, my family. They're the best people I've ever met. They'll do more good than you'll ever know, and it cost them their sister. And then the other cops pull them apart and ask if Daryl's all right, and he says he's good, and Cortez just looks at him. Daryl, you've never been sexier, my man. Right? Like, that made me, like, drop to my knees. Like, Daryl, come on. That was amazing. I loved, I loved, loved, loved how hard he defended them, because that was, like, genuine anger from the soul. Like, that's amazing. Well, that's the thing too, right? Like Daryl knows exactly what he's been doing with his career, with his family, with himself, everything, because he knows that the sisters are capable of so much more than he'll ever be. And he's thrilled to just be a part of that, to be able to be part of the greater good in the way that he is. And seeing that Cortez would go and try to stop that. Also, Cole standing up for Phoebe, also super hot when he's like, anything you put her through, like, I'll put you through worse. I'm like, yes. Yeah, I love it. My boys... This is how I want a man to defend me. Right? Like, our boys it's were killing it in this scene. It's not very feminist of me, but it's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> our boys were killing it in this scene. They were, they were. But especially with the whole Daryl thing, and you could tell that he felt the emotion of, like, Prue's loss there, too. Like, exactly. saying it cost them their sister, and... I mean, Daryl and Prue always, like, they were the first in, you know? They always had a bit of a connection, too. Like, this isn't easy for him either, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, Daryl was definitely closest with Prue of all the sisters. Absolutely. And they shared that special connection through Andy. And it's just, obviously, the loss of her is affecting him. But because he has to be there for the sisters, we don't really get to see Daryl deal with that emotionally. Right, exactly. But in this scene, we got to see our boy feeling something, which was amazing to me. Yeah, I loved it. I loved that scene. So then we're at the manor in the conservatory and the sisters are all sitting down and Leo and Cole are standing across from them. They tell them about the source at the church and Cole says that he doesn't get why he didn't try to kill Paige. Phoebe says maybe he didn't want to go up against the charmed ones. And I love how Cole just shuts that down. He's like, no, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> nah. He's like... He knows that Paige is new to her powers. If there was ever a time to attack, and Leo says, wait a minute, and they all look at him. He says, what if he's not trying to kill her anymore? What if he's trying to lure her to his side? And Cole's like, the mythological window. And Piper and Phoebe are like, the fuck? And Leo's like, there's a window of opportunity, an opening. 48 hours where a nascent witch who hasn't chosen to use her power for good or evil yet can be swayed either way. Phoebe says, wait, so all he has to do is cast a spell on her? Cole says, no, he can't. It has to be her choice. But he can tempt her, entice her. If he gets her to use her powers for evil, Leo says she becomes evil forever. Piper says, who makes up these cockamamie rules? And Leo looks up and Cole looks down And Piper says, oh, never mind. And Phoebe says that they have less than 24 hours to find and save Paige. Honestly, I feel that, Piper. Like, who comes up with this shit? (laughs) Um, The writers of the show. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Like, I'm over here just as confused about it. Literally. But also, like we were saying, like, she already used her powers for good. She vanquished Shax. Yeah. So that should be already out of the question but you know our you know our writers yes I also love the way that like Cole and Leo just know everything about this and Phoebe and Viper are like what is going on yeah <laughs> literally the way they both have like inside knowledge from the opposite sides and they just like always seem to know and go like feed build off each other it like it works so well for me it's really cute it's an adorable bromance and I love it agreed <laughs> <laughs> So now, I mean, it makes sense as to how they kind of pieced it together. So this works for me. And now we know they're trying to stop her from turning evil. Exactly. Yes. So now back at Paige's apartment, Paige is sitting on the couch and Shane brings her a glass of water and sits with her. And Paige says, I'm so sorry to involve you in all of this. And she's like, or I mean, and he's like, all of what? What's going on? And she says, I don't know. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. And he touches her cheek and says, you don't have to know. You're safe here with me. And then his voice echoes and says, I'll take care of you. And they kiss. So, motherfucker is going after her. He knows what he's doing. Yes. Also, does she not notice her bird is gone? Apparently not. Oscar's the least of her worries. Yeah, I guess so. There's a lot going on. I'll give her a pass. Though, if I got home and Bailey wasn't there, I would instantly be like, oh, where's Bailey? I know, I would immediately notice, no matter what's going on. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like, I walk in the door, and the first thing I do is, where are you? <laughs> yeah, literally, me too, with my, my kitties. I'm like, where are my kitties? 
um aside from that I don't have too much to say just a little quick scene there yeah not a super necessary scene just kind of seeing a little bit more of that him being there for her so that he's kind of establishing more of that connection exactly so then we're back at the manor in the attic and Cole's looking out the window at Cortez who is watching the manor and Cole turns back and says are you sure you don't want me to turn Balthazar loose on Cortez just for a minute or two (laughs) and Leo's like no he doesn't have anything on the girls yet besides now is no time to be blurring the line between good and evil and Cole rolls his eyes and Phoebe closes the book and says it's useless winking at them as she says this she's like we're never gonna find Paige without a little help and the book opens to the enchantment spell which won't find Paige but will help them to ID the source and Leo thinks that Cole can find him and Phoebe's like what does that mean and Cole says demon can sense the source's aura it's how he reminds us of his power his reach maybe if I focused on it and Phoebe says then he'll know you're doing it and he'll find you. Cole says he can be careful. He says it's your only chance at saving your sister. Piper says, okay, so we need something to enchant. And Phoebe grabs a pair of sunglasses and they do the spell. She puts them on and says that Leo looks the same, but then when she looks at Cole, she screams because he's Balthazar. And he's like, what? What do I look like? And she says, you look like hell and takes them off and thanks Grams for the magical assist. And Piper says, how do you know it wasn't somebody else? And they both smile. Oh, I love that. The little like slight ways that they kind of honor Prue just makes me so happy. It's so cute. I love Cole in this scene again, but also what happened to last season when turning into Belthazor was going to make him become evil again, but now all of a sudden he could do it just to bother Cortez. Yeah willy-nilly like what and then also I love the way like Phoebe kind of with the book is like yeah we're never gonna find it like it's so funny it's so yeah it's perfect I'd be doing that too all the time instead of digging through the book I'm like can you just like help me out here literally literally also is it plot sake that demons can sense the source I know that I never we never really heard about that and also why did Leo know that Yeah. Well, I guess because Leo has a lot of knowledge about demons, but I am thinking back. So do you remember in the finale last season when Cole knew the source had like arrived? Did he hear that or did he sense it? Because if he sensed it in that episode, then I guess it has always been his power. But if he just heard about it, then why couldn't he sense it last time? Yeah, I don't know, because we never we never really got a clear answer on that. So I guess we could say that that's the case. But I don't remember yeah. if he said that he heard it or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think back. I don't know. I guess we can give him that one. Maybe. The writers <laughs> might be consistent, but it might be plot sake. Yeah. We shall see. <laughs> but yeah, no, I love Cole in this and like his whole like Leo said, blurring the lines between good and evil, and then uh, their whole little plan to enchant something and find the source works for me. Me too. So then, again, back at Paige's apartment, Paige is now in the shower, and she gets out and puts on a towel, and then she looks in the mirror and hears Shane's voice and then the sources saying, you know who you are now, Paige. This is where your destiny lies. It lies not with your sister witches. It's for no one but you. And then he appears behind her and says, 
This is what you've been searching for your whole life. This is why you have the power. And he wipes his hand and Jake appears in the mirror and he says, you can't stop me. And then Shane says, use your power for your own desires to seek your own revenge. And then Jake fades out of the mirror and the source says, use your power, call for his heart, call for his life. And he fades out and Paige holds her hand up to the mirror and like it shatters towards her, but she's completely fine. It's a very weird scene. And also like, how did she shatter the mirror? Yes. Like, why is there not glass all over the place? Like nothing makes sense about what just happened there. I know. And she also doesn't have that power. Yeah. Like, how the hell did that happen? So that's why I'm like, obviously, the source like must have put her under some sort of spell, even though he's yeah. technically not allowed to do that. You know, but yeah, no, this didn't make too much sense. Maybe it was all just part of the vision that he was giving her to manipulate her. Yeah, like maybe it was all in like a dream state kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe. I guess that makes more sense because I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, because it doesn't make too much sense otherwise. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's a manipulative king. Yeah, killing it. Really hitting her where it hurts. <laughs> So then we're back at the social services office and Paige is at her desk looking straight ahead, like very dazed, blank faced. She gets up and walks out and Shane is standing there watching her go. Then outside, she holds her hand up and says, heart. And Jake stops walking and grabs his chest, falling to the floor. And Carol starts freaking out and yelling no. Then Piper's car pulls up and the whole gang gets out and Phoebe says she doesn't see Paige and Piper asks Cole if he's sure about the place and he says that he can sense the source, he's there. Then Leo spots Paige and Phoebe puts on the glasses. Piper asks what she's doing and Phoebe says, I don't know, but she's got a black aura around her. Leo says the source and Cole says it can't be. If Phoebe saw my demonic self, then she'd see his too. And Phoebe says, well, whatever this is, it's not good. Come on. And they all run over and more people are starting to crowd around Jake and Paige is still holding up her hand focused as the gang all gets over to her. And Phoebe tells her that it's Phoebe and Piper. And Paige says, he's evil. He's hurting his child. Phoebe says, no, you're being seduced into doing this. And she ignores them, and Piper tells Leo to take her, and he orbs out. Then Jake starts breathing again and gets up, and Cole, Phoebe, and Piper leave. And Carol tells Jake that maybe he should lie back down, and he gets up and says, I'm not covering for you anymore, Carol. You need to keep your hands off our son. And she looks down, and he walks away. And Paige will never know. I know. And like, I do want to talk a little bit about kind of the dynamics of abuse and the way that I think in previous watches, I always really like look down on this father and the way that he kind of lets the mother do this is kind of the way I thought about it. Um, but recently I've actually kind of like as my side gig been editing this book that's all about male victims of um, intimate partner and domestic violence. And one thing I think like as a society, we don't think about as much is kind of like men who are the victims in this situation. Cause I think when there's an abusive father, there is a tendency to be like, well, why didn't the mother do anything to stop it? 
But at the same time, like we kind of say like, oh, well, she might be a victim too. And I think we're less likely to think that about the father, which I think is something that kind of like runs through my mind here. And I think that's why I was so quick to be like, well, I still feel like he's bad, even though he, you know, may as well be a victim too in this situation. Yeah, I always try to keep in mind that the situation that people are in and the manipulation that they can do to them especially like what love can do like nobody really knows exactly how hard it is to do handle that until you're the one dealing with it I try to give like obviously it's still horrible but I try to give a little bit like benefit of the doubt because maybe they're like oh my god well maybe he won't do it again maybe he won't do it again like that's usually how the manipulation starts and the trauma begins you know um, but aside from that, I do like this scene. I like, you know, Paige calling for his heart totally works for me. Her being all like dazed and under this manipulation, under this kind of spell from the source, like it all works really well for me. And then of course, Leo just taking her out. Piper's like, screw this, just get her out of here. <laughs> yes, I love it. Piper's just, solution is amazing. Right. So this scene works for me. And I love that this whole episode, like, the whole crew is pretty much doing everything together, you know? Yeah, we have a different power of four dynamic because now it's them and then... <laughs> exactly, like, it, it's it's so awesome that we have, like, Cole and Leo and then Piper and Phoebe as, like, one set crew handling everything together. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So... Now we move to Piper's car and Cole tells them to go and says that he'll stay behind and make sure the source doesn't follow. Then he kisses Phoebe and the sisters drive off. And out on the street, Shane spots Cole and zooms over to him and then teleports out before he can turn around. Then Cole shimmers out and appears behind where Shane is standing further down the road. And then Shane turns around and stabs him and says, don't die too quickly, traitor. I want your beloved witch to see your last breath, to feel the heartache of loss again. And then says, Oracle, find Paige one last time. And he teleports out. Mm-hmm. Like, but also, Cole, why did you think that you could have stopped the source from... <laughs> it was not smart. It was not smart at all. Like, like it didn't, yeah, that made no sense. But it also, I mean, it does kind of give Cole that more heroic role of, like, I'm willing to risk myself to make sure the sisters make it out of here and can save Paige because, like, the Charmed Ones are more important than me. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'll I'll definitely give that, you know. But it's just funny to me. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it wasn't it wasn't the best plan. And it is kind of plot sake so we can get to what happens at the end of the episode, so. Right. But r.i.p cole maybe (laughs) yeah (laughs) so then we're at the manor downstairs and phoebe and piper walk in as Paige throws a huge knife at leo's head and it hits the wall and leo's like i'm having a hard time convincing her that she is not evil piper says i see that then Paige calls for a lamp and throws it at them and they duck and scream and phoebe says bright side at least she's getting a hang of her new power Piper says, that was mom's crystal. And she tackles Paige. And Phoebe runs over to break them apart, but holds Paige's arms behind her. And Piper goes to run to get the book, but then the lights start flashing and Shane appears. And he throws Piper up to the stairs and Phoebe gets up to run towards her. 
Then the source throws a red flash out of his eyes and Phoebe levitates over it and goes to kick him, but he teleports out and she hits into the clock and breaks it. He reappears and Piper blows him up, but he reforms in front of Paige. Phoebe puts on the glasses and sees his cloaked form, which is so funny to me because like, why doesn't she just see his regular, like what he really looks like? I love I that know, he appears right? in the cloak. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes over to Piper to show her. She's like, I look who that is. And Piper's like, I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> and Shane's like, your powers are strong, but will they be enough without the power of three? And Paige is like, Shane, what's going on? He's like, it's okay, honey. I'm here now. <laughs> and steps closer, but she like backs away. And Leo says, she still has free will. You can't force her to choose. He says, but she's already chosen. Haven't you? Come with me. You'll be safe forever. I promise. Piper says, don't listen to him. He's lying. Shane says, they only want you for your power. You don't have to share it. It's yours. Then he morphs into Cowan and says, you've already seen what you can do with it. You did what nobody else could do. And then he morphs into Carol and says, you nearly saved my son from his father, from all the pain and suffering he's put him through. And the little boy says, please help me. Don't let him hurt me anymore. You're my only hope. And he holds out his hand and Piper goes to take it. Then Wait, Phoebe Paige. steps forward and he electrocutes her in the air and Paige sees this and pushes the little boy over her, which is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and they all run over to Phoebe and he turns back into Shane and rises up again. And the clock starts chiming and Piper says, I guess blood's a little thicker than evil. And the source comes out of Shane and says, I've broken the charmed circle before. I'll do it again. Besides, it wasn't a complete loss, thanks to Balthazar. And then Cortez appears in the doorway with a camera and is like, oh my God. And Piper is like, get out of here. And the source throws a red thing at him and he like hits a coat hanger and gets like stabbed through the chest. It's really gross. And yeah. the source teleports out and Cortez says, looks like evil wins again, huh? And Leo says, not if I can help it. And Leo heals them. And then Cortez looks around at them and Paige says, how did you do that? And Leo says, that's what light lighters do. We heal good people. And Cortez looks at him and Phoebe says that they need to find Cole. So they all go and Cortez picks up the camera. So I kind of like this. We're summing up both little plots here. Luckily, Paige chose good in the end, which is great news, which we all kind of saw that coming. <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, Cortez being healed by Leo, maybe it makes him see that maybe they're not so evil after all. Yes. You know? And then I do want to go back for a minute to kind of what we were talking about earlier with the abuse dynamics, because it comes up again in this scene when the source is using... Mr. Cowan and then the wife and then the son to kind of play on Paige's emotions again about protecting the boy from his abusive father. I think this really reflects kind of like the way we see abuse playing out in society within families. And I do like the way that the show is really flipping this around. And I do think that playing on to those stereotypes and how they would affect Paige is really effective here given that, of course, Paige's 
wants to do the right thing, even though she's using evil to get there is really interesting. I totally agree. I also love just like the action of this scene, the comedy of this scene. It's all really, really good and works together well. And it makes me excited for kind of the final scene. Me too, definitely. Also how easily the source just kind of gives up and he leaves. He's like, well, you've beaten me. I'll see you soon. Yeah, like I'll be back. Eh, Like I've done it before. I'll do it again. (laughs) (laughs) So... Then we move to the street and it's nighttime and Cole is laying on the ground just dying and Phoebe runs over to him and starts saying no and taking him in her arms and then Piper freezes him and tells Leo to heal him and he says it's against the rules and Phoebe's like Leo screw the rules the elders owe us and uh, Leo's like even if I could I could only heal his human half and that won't be enough power to save him and Paige is like aren't I half white lighter? I mean, couldn't I use my half to offset his half? And Leo says that it's worth a try. And they take hands and hold their other hand over him. And he heals completely between the two of them. And then Cole wakes up and gasps. And Phoebe kisses him. And Paige is like, that was good, right? And Piper says, that was very good. Let's just hope it wasn't all for nothing. And she turns to Leo. I love this scene. I love that they had Paige like, do that with him I mean I do wonder how consistent they're gonna be with Paige's powers in the future but I do I do definitely like this a lot I do too but it also they literally only included that scene of Cole needing to like get set up to get stabbed by the source so they could do this yeah exactly like it was very convenient but I did like you said I like that I like the way Phoebe's kind of like the elders owe us, like we just lost somebody. So it works for me. And I do think overall, Paige wanting to be good and doing something good by saving Cole was a sweet moment for them to have as sisters. Agreed. So then we go to the police station and Cortez gets to his desk with the camera and him and Daryl look at each other. Then Daryl looks back at the captain who's in his office Cortez walks over and Daryl gets up and then Cortez takes the tape out and hands it to Daryl and they look at each other for a moment and then Cortez walks off and Daryl smiles. See, he knew. Worked out in the end. Decided not to expose the sisters because they- I wonder if we're ever going to- I wonder if we're ever going to see Cortez again. (laughs) I wonder. (laughs) I do like that kind of settling our B-plot of the episode and finding out that he decided not to go after the sisters anymore. Yeah, it's a really sweet, really short, effective scene that works for me. Absolutely. So then we move on to P3 and Phoebe, Cole, Leo, and Piper are sitting at a table and Leo says it feels good to be here again and Cole says it feels good to be anywhere again and Phoebe says I will drink to that and they all clink glasses. And Phoebe says, don't ever scare me like that again. Then Piper looks down at her hands and Leo asks if she's okay. And she's like, I'm not sure. And he's like, Prue? She says, yeah, we barely got through the funeral and then everything got all crazy. And we haven't really had a chance to mourn yet. And that's just not right. And Phoebe says, I think we'll have the rest of our lives for that. And Piper says, I'm still not sure about continuing on with this destiny thing. I need some time to think about it. I hope you're okay with that. And Phoebe says, absolutely. 
And then she tur Piper turns to Leo and says, and I hope you're okay with it too. And Leo says, they may not be, but I am. Then Paige walks up to the table and says, so does this mean I get free drinks now? And Phoebe laughs and Piper looks at her and she's like, oh, I didn't mean it like that. It's not like I really drink or, okay, I'm just going to go. And Leo gets up and says, no, Paige, you belong here, remember? And she smiles and she's like, you sure? I don't want to intrude. And Phoebe moves over and tells her to come sit by her and she does. Then Cole and Leo go to they say pretend they have something better to do <laughs> and then the sisters all sit together and Paige is like I won't stay long I just wanted to come and thank you and Phoebe says for what and she's like you mean aside from saving my life I feel like I should bake you a cake or something and Piper's like do you cook Paige is like no not really and then Phoebe asks her how Shane is and Paige says that she's that he's fine but he doesn't want to see her anymore says he doesn't know exactly what happened to him, but he knows it's something bad and knows it has something to do with me. And Piper's like, yeah, well, you're not truly one of us until you've dated a demon, so welcome to the club. And then Paige smiles, and Phoebe's like, can I ask you a question? Why did you come to Prue's funeral? I mean, you never even met her, right? And she's like, no, I never did. I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but I just feel like part of me lost her too. And I just felt drawn to her, to all you guys. I guess it was just part of me trying to find out who I was. Then Phoebe looks at Piper and Piper tells her that there's something they need to show her and says that it's what good magic can do. I love this scene. First of all, I just want to say that how awkward Paige is throughout this scene is literally me in all social situations. So like hard relate. Literally. It works so well too. Like it's so adorable where she's like, oh, I didn't mean, I mean like, um, I'll just go. <laughs> <laughs> like I absolutely love that. Like it felt really authentic. And I feel like right here in episode two, like Rose is starting to figure out this character a little bit. Like she's starting to become somebody and I'm starting to really like Paige. So Absolutely. Me too. I'm, I'm definitely invested. Don't get me wrong. I will forever miss Prue, especially after this watch around. But um, I'm, I'm thinking that I'm going to like Paige, you know? Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I and also like um, the little like, you know, them trying to figure each other out, right? Like they're not just jumping right into like oh we've known each other our whole lives the way like the sisters were before it's a completely new dynamic which I think will be interesting to watch grow throughout this season right we're gonna have to slowly see like the development in them as sisters now and see kind of how they go about that what it means for them and what the new dynamic will be like between the three of them so I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that develop um, I feel like we have a lot to look forward to in that sense so I'm definitely excited for that. Yeah, I'm also interested by, you know, Piper kind of being indecisive here, which I think makes total sense with where she's at. Obviously, I mean, the show is going to continue on. Minor spoiler, Piper is going to stay a charmed one. But like, right. I think it's an interesting setup for the beginning of the season and very consistent with the Piper we've seen so far throughout the series. Absolutely. It definitely, it works for me. It I think that it makes sense for her to be going through that conflicted feeling right now. It makes sense for her character and where she's at just in general in life right now. So, and then of course, I love the cute little moment with the boys where they're like, I guess we'll just go pretend we have something better to do because they really just are there with the girls all the time. No, literally. Like, it kind of points out what they are as characters in the show. Like, uh, do Cole and Leo have their own storylines? 
yes but mainly they're just there to be the girl's love interests like let's yeah, be real. seriously <laughs> and I love it like it works so well I love it so much because in so many shows like you see the opposite where like a woman is just there to serve like a man's storyline whereas they're mostly there to just serve Piper and Phoebe's style storyline exactly so. The only other thing I'll say there is I really like the moment at the end where Paige kind of mentions that she feels the loss of Prue too. Like, even though she didn't know Prue, now she's missing out on the chance to get to know another sister, right? So she did lose something too, just like they did. Yeah, absolutely. So then we move to our final scene of the episode. We're in the manor in the attic. Phoebe lights candles in a circle and Phoebe and Piper stand by the book and do the ghost summoning spell. We see Patty appear and she and Paige look at each other. Patty steps out of the circle and becomes corporeal somehow and her and Paige hug (laughs) and Patty steps back and says welcome home and they hug again and Piper and Phoebe watch and smile. I love this final scene here like Paige getting to meet her birth mother and it's funny because you can see like a little bit of hesitation and just like confusion in Paige here because she does have her own family her or or, like did have her own parents you know so this is still like some strange woman to her but also like that's my mother like it's crazy you know I can only imagine what's going through her head in this scene yes But also, it's just so inconsistent with everything we know about ghosts. Like, the only other time Patty was able to be, like, fully formed was Piper's weddings when the elders allowed her to be. Yeah, so I wonder if maybe they did that again, like, allowed her to be so for this to happen. I don't know. I guess we'll have to just say plot's sake again. I'm definitely saying plot's sake on that. Like, I think it was very cute. It's such a sweet moment. I love it for the end of the episode, but, like, questionable (laughs) plot-wise. Absolutely. (laughs) final thoughts on the episode again like even though this one I think we had a little more like plot holes and questions than we did in the last episode I still think that it was a really great part two it was a really great um storyline and it worked really well for me all the actors killed it the comedy in here it was a great episode you know I I still like I think the first one maybe made a little more sense the first part but I still really appreciate this as like, I still technically count it as the opening episodes, you know? Yeah, definitely. I think this was a interesting two-parter to have as our kind of season premiere, our introduction to Paige. I think that things are interesting. I'm really excited to see where they're going to go with this character and this new sister dynamic. What's going to happen with the source? Because clearly that storyline is far from over. I think it's setting us up with what could be a really interesting season four. Yeah, definitely. We have so much to look forward to. We still have everything with the source. Like we were discussing earlier, now that Paige is there, what does that mean for them as sisters, a new dynamic? There's a lot going on and there's a lot to look forward to. So they're definitely setting us up for some really nice episodes. Yeah, and I'm interested to see how will continue to be there in spirit as we've seen in the last two episodes throughout the season and throughout the rest of the series so that's something I'll keep my eye on as well as just how Paige is going to fit into this group how she's going to become a charmed one I'm really interested in seeing kind of those sisterly dynamics develop yeah me too for sure thanks for listening to this week's episode 
If you want to reach out to us or follow us on social media, we're on Instagram and TikTok at rewitched underscore pod. Or you can send us an email to rewitched.pod at gmail.com. Either way, we appreciate you listening and hope you'll join us back next time for season four, episode three, Hell Hath No Fury.